Welcome to the Cat Power Podcast, where we deliver powerful insights into the world of Cat Marine, showcasing the latest in technological advancements and highlighting the stories of the industry's most dynamic leaders. I'm your host, Sergio Tijera. Now let's get ready to power up with the Cat Power Podcast. My name is Sergio Tijera, your host, and we come to you each and every episode with some amazing, amazing guests. And today is no exception. I have today for you Randy Ramsey. He's the founder and president of Jarrett Bay Boatworks and is the principal at Blue Water Yacht Sales. He's been involved in almost every aspect of the boating and fishing industries from running a successful charter fishing operation to co-founding the Harkers Island Sport Fishing School and serving as a marine surveyor and consultant. Randy earned his USCG captain's license at 18 and today is proud to be at the helm of the world's leading custom boat construction and service facility, Jared Bay Boatworks. Welcome, my friend. Wow, Sergio, it's going to be hard to follow up on that. I, everything is out <laughs> Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be with you today. Hey, it, it's so great to, uh, you know, to talk to people like yourself, leaders in the industry who have had so much experience and, and so much, uh, you know, so many stories to share. So this is going to be a great episode that I'm sure the listeners uh, many already know you, but if you don't know, uh, you know you don't know him. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to know him here soon. So, first off, g- give me a little background before we get into to Jared Bay and so forth. Give me a little background on yourself. Kind of what's your story? How did you get into you know the marine industry? Is this something that you've been passionate about your entire life? So, so you know, Sergio, I, I guess that uh, I guess that I've been preparing for this since the first day I was born. You know, my dad <laughs> was a real avid boater, real avid fisherman. And uh, I had an uncle who ran a charter boat out of South Carolina and I uh, had an opportunity to go with him when I was fairly young. And and it occurred to me that day, I said, well, wait a minute, wait, I can get paid and go fishing? This is the problem with me. <laughs> it's too good you to know? be true. So, so a lot of kids were, you know, they want to grow up and be firemen or doctors or lawyers or, or you know, we all, we all have professions we're chasing as kids. Well, I was chasing, I was chasing being a charter boat captain. So, uh mm. Uh, I, as you stated a minute ago, I got my, my license on my 18th birthday and ran a charter the next day. And uh, I didn't quite understand the fact it was going to be really hard to make a living doing that. Yeah, so, it, it uh, sounds good, right? It sounds it, it easy. It really good, but but it wasn't quite as rosy as I'd hoped. You know, so what helps help some folks, we got a couple different boats. and um, we It was a very successful run. We did really well. But, but you know, I did a little bit of everything, carrying uh duck hunters out in the wintertime and helping build boats in our community. And eventually that led to us building the first boat, which was uh, one for ourselves. You know, we couldn't afford one. We couldn't afford to hire anybody else to, to build one for us. So we just said, well, heck, we can do this. Uh, I tell people often that uh, I had a conversation with this guy named George Dickel, and uh, he helped me figure out we could do this. And unfortunately, uh, we found out just how hard it would be. But uh, it things worked out pretty well. So wait a minute, hold on. Let me, there, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so you know, what is it? Okay, so let, let's get to this first. What is it about fishing that has just been like a magnetic attraction in your life? What What is it about that marine industry that that called you? Yeah, so I mean, when it, when, it, when it's the fishing industry specifically, and I think that's you know we all have a love. Uh, some of us love being on the water. Some of us love the ocean. You know, whether it's commercial shipping or I mean, something, there's some allure that brings everyone to want to be part of, of the oceans around the world. And, and I do think that, that for me, it was um, the great fishing off, off North Carolina, which we, we're very fortunate to have here. And it's, uh, 
it's an ever-changing environment we see here because of, of the coastal topography and, and mm -hmm. geography. And, and it was, um, it was the opportunity to go and, and see something every day that that's different. You know, I, I've been really involved in a tournament up here called the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament, which Caterpillar is also involved in. And um, we say a morning prayer. I, I do every morning for the fleet as they go out. And one of the things I talk about is is giving thanks that we get to see the great wonders that have been created for us. So, you know, I think of that plus the competition. I mean, anybody successful at fishing, they, they, they need to be pretty, pretty uh, competitive. So uh, it never hurt my feelings to make sure I was catching a little more than the next guy. <laughs> yeah it's it, it's absolutely a blessing to to have that opportunity to to see something different experience something different every day and be around people who who really you know admire nature and its beauty and all the everything that it it provides for us as a as a society you know all, all the fishing and and that opportunity to be out there and so you you know you had a boat you're out there but you wanted something bigger something better and you didn't have the money to afford a, a yeah. new boat or even a used boat, so you decided to build one. I did. And so who, who came up with that idea? Uh, well, I had a partner at that time, a guy named Jim Luxton, and, and I, I guess we sort of fed off each other. You know, maybe I was <laughs> hard-headed one, and he was probably the smarter one of the two of us. But, uh, you know, we, we had both worked in some boat shops, had a little bit of experience, and uh, we decided we felt like we could do it. So we rented a uh, an old pole barn, which has since blown down about, well, we started 35 years ago, coming up in December. Um, and we started building a boat. We paid, I think we paid $250 a month rent for the building, uh, which it, wow. you know, think about it today, that's uh, not much, well, wasn't much of a building then, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, but we started building that boat. And, and, you know, we came with a lot of challenges, Sergio. I think that, that what we learned is the community of fishermen then and today are still very close knit and they care about one another. And as we're, we were going through that process, I'll never forget we got to the transom of the boat and I said, do you not do this? And neither one of us did. And another local boat builder came and helped us frame the transom up in the boat, you know, and, and spent time and, and answered questions and helped us. And if it hadn't been for that camaraderie, those, those people that were, were helping pull us ahead, then we probably would not have, um, deliver as nice a boat as we did. And that boat, particular boat, is still running charters right here in Moorhead City uh, every day. No kidding. Yep, still running charters. Wow. And so how has, you know, how has the, the sport fishing market changed over the years? Obviously, you've been involved in it so many years, um, you know, since you started the company. How has it changed? What, what have you seen? Well, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, when we first started building boats, we were building boats for local charter guys. And it, even when we started building for a private boat market, uh, they were what I consider day boats, Sergio. You know, you, you fish out of the same port every day. You do kind of the same type fishing every day. And I think that, that what we've seen is we've seen the globe get much smaller in the last 35 years. Um, you know, we, we found that with companies like Caterpillar, which is obviously a global company that can support these customers no matter where they are, uh, you know, that has given people um, confidence to travel to all the corners of the earth. You know, we see people now, uh, people that fish in the West Coast or in Costa Rica or or, or um, even the Galapagos, that's that's not a real stretch anymore. And neither is about wow. going to the Windward Islands or Azores. Um, so so when you're seeing that sort of a movement, you know, that has changed what the demands for the boats are. You know, it's uh, uh, crews are staying aboard, it's more redundant systems. 
and obviously everybody wants to go faster. I mean, I've never met a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to go slower. For yeah, sure. I've never met a boat cap, <laughs> car driver or an airplane pilot that didn't want to go faster. So, uh, so that's where we've seen these just huge changes in our boats. You know, when I started, uh, the fifth boat we built, we put uh, Caterpillar engines in it and they were 375 horsepower. And to think oh that marine engines that are over 2,400 horsepower is pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well, just when you think that it can't get any more powerful than this, there's just no way you can go faster. You figure out a way to go faster. Way, is, right. there, is there going to be a, you know, a point where the engines are going to outpower just the physical ability of the boat to, to withstand the speed or no, or is it vice versa? You know, I'm sure that we'll all, uh, I'm sure it could. Sure. But, but what it's done is as, as more horsepower has come out, it's, it's helped us evolve our methods. I mean, it, it's critically important that we provide a safe platform mm -hmm. for the people to be aboard, whether it's the person that built it or the, the fifth owner. So, so we're always working with our engineering teams to make sure that the speed's not going to compromise the boat, even in difficult conditions. I mean, the engineering has changed dramatically over the years. When we built that first boat, it had a, a 700 horsepower engine. And, and now, you know, we talk about putting nearly 5,000 in one of these boats, it's not so much, uh, uh, let's try this and see if it works. It's a whole yeah. lot more, let's make sure it works before we try it. Exactly. You know, one of the great things about innovation is that as, as one, you know, component, uh, increases or, or improves, it forces you to really think outside the box and push, you know, push the needle in terms of getting creative and finding innovative ways to improve, uh, you know, to the next level. But like you said, you know, keeping it safe at, at, at all times. Absolutely. And, you know, we've, what we've seen is, is, is Caterpillar has done a good job of rising to the market. Um, you know, our customers have been wanting larger and larger boats with more range, more fuel, more everything. Well, they also want to achieve a certain speed. So, mm -hmm. so while trying to achieve those speeds so they can be competitive and efficient, um, you know, as we've seen this horsepower climb throughout the spectrum, whether it's for smaller size boats or, or very large boats, they've allowed us to really meet the demand of our customers. And how long have you been using Caterpillar engines in, in your boats? So I guess the first boat we actually put a set of new engines in was a Caterpillar. Um, the first few wow. boats were, were for charter guys who were buying used engines. Um, but the first brand new boat, first, first, well, first, the first nice boat we built, <laughs> that boat would have been delivered by 1990. So, uh, uh, the, the local salesperson here with the Gregory Pool Marine that, uh, came and called on us then is still the group leader for, for Marine engines in our area. So to say we've got a long relationship would be an understatement. Oh my goodness. Wow. Over 30 years. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you, yeah, you're, you're part of the the Caterpillar family for sure. Well, well Sergio, I'll tell you, it, you know, it starts with our dealer here. You know, our dealer, we, we've got a terrific dealer in Gregory Poole. I mentioned them. We work with many others. You know, we work with Ring Power and Pantropic and, and quite a few others, but obviously since we manufacture here, we, we buy from our local dealer. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody could have been more supportive of our needs. And, and that's just not the dealer doing that. You know, that's, that's, that's the, the, the corporate listening um, yeah, to both. what we're looking for and how to do things. Yeah, you know, tell people regularly when they come to, to buy boats from us, and there are other brands out there certainly of, of engines, and just like there are other brands of boats. 
But what really sets Caterpillar apart more than anything is, is first the fact that they will listen. They'll listen to the customer and try to understand how they can deliver a better product. But secondarily, it's the service. You know, I, I mentioned that earlier. It, we've seen Caterpillar, the Marine Group, go above and beyond on countless occasions to ensure a customer was fishing when they wanted to fish or supporting them somewhere that may have been remote or just doing the right thing. And when you have a company that's got values, you know, we talked about that just before, just before we came on air about, about corporate value. When you've got a company that's got values that they want to do the right thing, they can't help but be successful. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I yeah. fully believe that. Um, so so I'll give you just a very quick example. When the C-32B was under development, the engineering team for those engines came and met with myself and several other boat builders. And they said, tell us what you see wrong. Tell us what we can do better. We, and we talked about maybe raw water pickups being changed. And we talked about the ability to service the engine because maybe, maybe the, the oil filters were on a, a side that would be difficult to access. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the, the secondary and primary fuel filters maybe weren't quite as easy to access. And they listened and they came back with a product that, that I believe is, is going to take over the marketplace. Mm, interesting. So yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. That C thirty two B, you know, over twenty four hundred horsepower. Mm-hmm. These things are beasts when <laughs> in the water. Right. How how has that experience been? So if you haven't seen Jared Bay's videos, <laughs> you need to check those out. The amount of work and technical ability that goes into repowering, right? Uh, but you guys do that quite a bit. You're experts in that mm-hmm. in that space. Give, tell me about that experience of putting in the C thirty two B. What were some of the uh, impress the first impressions that you you know you guys have had. Well, so, so we've got the first set. Um, uh, I guess you could call us guinea pigs, or you could call us the luckiest company on the planet. Yeah, uh, I'll take the latter. <laughs> I'll take the lucky part. Um, then when the engines arrived, uh, they were everything we expected them to be in, on the crates. You know, things were places yeah. we could we could service and access. And and this is a this is a completely new engine. You know, I think something I want to make sure your listeners know is the C-32B, it may share the C-32 uh, model number, but, nature, but, yeah. but they listen to the customer here. This, this engine not only got a lot of power, it's very quiet. It, it is remarkably interesting. quiet in, in comparison to some of the other engines of high horsepower like that we've seen. Um, we are repowered. We current, well, we repower. It's underway now. We repowered a 70-footer that we built, I believe, in 2008. And, um, well, the iron leader, right? Iron leader. Interestingly enough, when that boat was built, she had the first pair of MTU 2400 horsepower engines ever uh, put in put in a boat. So, so it's, it's really ironic that we've got the exact same platform that is <laughs> acting as the, well, basically the test boat for the first set of engines. Um, we've had a great experience with the engineers here trying to maximize performance, trying to understand how they can uh, tune the engine to the optimum place. And, and it has already resulted in some very positive things. Uh, even though this boat is just, just finishing up her initial testing, we have two more boats here that we're taking engines out of and are replacing them with C-32Bs. So wow. you, I guess you could say we have three active projects currently. Um, and that's, that's a very exciting thing. The, the second boat we started is yet another boat that we built that the customer is very enthusiastic about it. Sure, and, sure, and the sure. Third is a is a Hatteras. It's a sixty eight foot Hatteras that I think is I think this is going to be the ideal power plant for that boat. 
So what are the, what are the things that that you think set that engine apart versus others that you've seen? So you said you know quiet. That's one of them. That's an important factor for for customers. They want to have a nice experience out there. And what it's else? Very quiet. It's very quiet. It's very well designed. Uh, for the amount of horsepower, it's it's very compact. Uh, you know, we we all are kind of you know in the first set, and I I'm glad Caterpillar chose to do it like they did. You know, we're all learning together a little bit. Uh, whether it's whether it's the people that are helping us make the risers and the exhaust, or folks that are helping support other aspects of it, um, it, it is uh, it's very clean. It appears it's going to be extremely easy to work on. Uh, the new control system that they have with these engines just seems to be working perfectly. Um, it, it's pretty it's pretty interesting to me that you get that close to hitting the market 100% when you just put the first set in. So I, I think agree. that's going to go back and. And uh, somebody should get a lot of accolades for, for paying attention along the way of making sure this motor was going to be just right when it came out. Absolutely. And when, when customers are looking to repower, especially if they go up in horsepower, it requires a lot of detailed thinking, right? It's not just dropping a new engine. There's a lot of other components and things you have to worry about and, and look into. And it's very seldom that a customer's not going to go up in power for repower. Right. Right. What was talking about earlier, everybody wants to go faster, but it is shaft size and it's, uh, it's making sure to size properly and exhaust size and making sure it's sized properly. And, and I think a lot of people don't think about things, um, as small as fuel lines, you know, we have to be able to provide the right amount of fuel flow to these engines. So it's unrestricted so that they can perform at their best. It's air, it's air uh, flow, you know, from the ventilators in the boat. So our engineering team working with the Caterpillar engineers go through in a process to ensure all those things are going to take place. And, and if we have to go up in shaft size, that sometimes means struts have to come out and the whole running gear has to be replaced. Wow. But we're up to that challenge too. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys have done this. It's not your first rodeo, that's for sure. And so what's the, uh, you know, you've been in this business for 30 plus years. What's the future? What, what does the next 20 years look like for, for Jared Bay Boatworks? What, what's your vision? Well, so Sergio, we do a couple of things here. We, we do a lot of things. We do build and manufacture custom sport fishing boats, which is, is something I've been very passionate about since we started. But, but to your point with repowers, we do a tremendous amount of service work here. Um, our boat yard now services boats up to 150 feet in length. So we do, um, our, my vision, I guess, when we came to, to the location we're in is, is we have vendors and we have, uh, uh companies that complement what we do all around us. Uh, we have Gregory pool Caterpillar. I'm sitting within a quarter mile of their Marine distribution center here. So we have them on site. We have electronics companies on sites. So we have canvas people on site. So we can support basically anything you want to do to your boat with one stop. Um, what you asked me was, where do I see the marine industry going? And, and I think that we're going to continue to see uh, customers want to explore more on their own bottoms. So I think we're going to continue to see people looking for speed, size, range, comfort. You know, the when I think yeah. about the first boat in the level of comfort, you know, the air conditioning on that boat was you slid, slid the windows open. <laughs> on the side of the cabin. And, and we hadn't done a boat like that in a while. Yeah, um, yeah. last boat just left for Puerto Rico and we're thrilled uh, to have those customers. But it, it is, um, and our business is very much like the luxury automobile industry. I guess I could 
could uh, compare us to is, is seeking perfection and uh, seeking yeah. peak performance. And I think that as long as we've got forward thinking companies like Caterpillar working with us, we'll continue to chase that. Well, you guys have, uh, you guys are not only, you know, scientists in your, in your craft, but you're artists as well, because I've seen some of the videos and, and some of the, uh, the detailed work with the teak and the maple, you know, inlays and, and all, there's no detail that's, that's not, uh, you know, left unthought of there. It's, it's incredibly beautiful. You guys are producing some amazing boats and, and with that partnership with, with Caterpillar, you know, a, an engine that's second to none. I think you guys have a tremendous future ahead of you. And, and I would love to get on one of those boats with you guys one day, uh, if you're ever down in, in South Florida. So well, you know, we're going to have the iron leader at the Fort Lauderdale boat show here in just about, uh, oh, there you go. I might have to drive up and so see you guys gonna make a trip up. You got to come out of the deep South and come up to Lauderdale. <laughs> it's not, it's not too deep. It's not too deep. Down no, not too far. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Randy, uh, fantastic having you on the show, my friend. Where else can people learn about uh, uh, the boats and some of the great stuff that you're doing? Sure. They can always go to our website, which is jarrettbay.com. Um, certainly, we have, we have social media, and uh, we'd love for them to find us that way. But they can also find us through all, all Caterpillar social media when it comes to the Iron Leader. You know, the Iron Leader now has its own Instagram site, and uh, uh, we're having – well – we're all having a little bit of fun with that. Given it has its own Instagram page. Yeah. Yes. Oh got my it. gosh. Yep. The Iron Leader is an influencer now. <laughs> Iron Leader is an influencer now, right? Got to get. You're gonna have to. Uh, it's gonna have to make sure she washed off just right before she goes on, onto the film. But That's right. Love, I'm gonna be welcome, waiting. We welcome tours. We we always welcome people to come and see us and visit us. And uh, just like I talked about a moment ago, we'll be at the Lauderdale Boat Show on the Iron Leader, and Caterpillar will be. Uh, taking people on sea trials to see what just what these engines are all about. And uh, we're pretty excited about that. Fantastic. All right, my friend, have a great one. Best of luck uh, to you and your family and your team there. I think you guys are doing amazing things and we'll see you down at Fort Lauderdale. Thanks guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and rate us and be sure to share it with a friend so that you can power up their life and their career.